Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, happy holidays and welcome to my 500th ever show of all around sports which is uh, quite the milestone for me personally and something I've always enjoyed uh, and hard to believe I've hit the 500 mark. And as all you listeners know, each Monday at noon Eastern time, we broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is one 866 472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined in our third segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. My highlight of the week is easy since yesterday's World Cup final is, in my estimation, the greatest sports event ever played. When you add up all the stakes, the viewership, the legacy, it was, and the game itself, it was just... Nothing short of amazing. I was ready for a two-hour event, and it turned into a four-hour event. On a Sunday morning, just nothing quite like it. Uh, the game simply had all the ingredients. Lionel Messi going for GOAT status by accomplishing the only thing left in his spectacular career, which was not winning a World Cup. And he certainly took care of that yesterday. And you had France going back, going for back-to-back World Cup championships. They won four years ago. It hadn't been done in 60 years since the days of Pele winning in, I believe, 1958, 1962. And you had Kylian Mbappe, the new chosen one, the next big thing, although he's pretty much now the current big thing, and both the match and those two stars, Messi and Mbappe, delivering uh, on a level I don't know that we've ever seen before, uh, exceeding expectations, which were off the charts high, and uh, it was just amazing to watch Messi was simply magical. She scored. First player ever to score at least one goal in every single knockout round game, which is just nothing short of remarkable. And Mbappe scoring a hat trick, uh, which is, I think, the second ever in a World Cup final. Uh, so the game went along. Argentina jumped out to a quick 2 nothing lead. And at that point, uh, many soccer watchers, both uh, veterans and novices, uh, pretty much thought the game was over. It went along for about 75 minutes in a 90-minute match, plus extra time, uh, with Argentina just dominating the game and France basically not doing much of anything. And you kind of thought, well, that's probably how it's going to end. And then, amazingly, Mbappe scored two goals in the span of 90 seconds. That's uh, next to unbelievable. It's just not something you ever see. So suddenly it was tied at 2-2. Two to two, And then we had uh, 
Argentina take the lead really, really late. And you thought, okay, well, that's it. At least I did. And it's three to two. And then uh, Mbappe scored again to tie it up at three, three to three. And a couple of those were penalty kicks. Um, and then you had the remarkable, remarkable leg save uh, by the Argentinian goalie, uh, the France shooter, point blank, and he stuck out his left leg, stopped that play, and, and all this is happening in what is perhaps the last few minutes of the game. And uh, so he's made that stop, and it goes into two, and then there's, you know, the overtime, uh, which is where they occurred. Uh, and then it went to penalty kicks. Uh, Messi and Mbappe, of course, both took the first shots for the two respective teams, uh, Argentina and France, and they both made them. And no surprise there. You expected it, and they delivered yet again. And uh, <clears throat> and then uh, the Argentinian goalie come up, made a stop, and then a France player went wide with his shot, and suddenly uh, they had two missed kicks. Well, Argentina uh, was quickly in control and ultimately won on penalty kicks, and that was that. And I personally was, you know, happy to see it. The emotions of these soccer games is off the charts. Uh, you see athletes crying like you don't just don't see in any other sport. And uh, and Messi, I've always felt he was unfairly criticized for never, ha never having won a World Cup. I get it. That, you know, it, it really isn't complete until you win a, the, the, uh, the most important championship in all of sports in the entire world. And, uh, you know, he was able to silence any and all critics. I don't think there's any doubt he is the greatest of all time. He is now officially the GOAT and deservedly so. And I just thought it was uh, just Tremendous theater. The aftermath was practically as good as the game, uh, which is saying a lot given the game <laughs> and uh, and just the emotion, uh, especially of Messi. Uh, you know, he just had the weight of the world, uh, not to mention his country, uh, lifted right off his shoulders finally. And his emotion was unlike anything we've ever seen from him, and rightfully so. Uh, the end of quite the long journey. I think he had five World Cup appearances. Uh, a lot of records got broken yesterday. Too many to really detail, but it just seemed like every, you know, every time he looked up, whether it was Messi, Mbappe, Argentina itself, or France itself, uh, there were just records being broken and new records being established, which was just great. Um, so... It ultimately led to, you know, some, uh, as I like to call them, money shots, uh, photo slash TV pictures that will live in a, uh, live forever. Me uh, Messi uh, on his way to receive the trophy uh, as the most outstanding player, uh, kissing the World Cup, and then later they put a cloak on him and. Uh, and he was able to hoist the World Cup. This, of course, was all during the ceremony. And then he, uh, and then he simply, uh, you know, shared it all with all his teammates. And I, what really struck me was uh, was simply how happy his teammates were for him. If there were ever any doubt about anything having to do with Messi and teammates, not even I'm not even suggesting there were. Uh, but he is just such a dominant part of the Argentinian national team uh, that it was nice to see uh, his teammates, you know, just give him the love that he deserved.
and how happy they seem to be for him, how happy he seemed to be for himself, his teammates, and his country, and just truly uh, a spectacular event. And of course, you know, haven't seen the figures yet as to how many people watch, but I think we're <laughs> over a billion. I don't think that's any overestimation. I don't want to speculate, uh, but I do believe it would be uh, just, you know, uh, maybe the most viewed sports event ever to go along with what I said when I started the show, which was, uh, you know, maybe in my estimation, the greatest sports event ever. Uh, when you, again, when you consider the stakes, what I'm sure will be massive, massive viewerships, um, numbers, uh, just doesn't get any better than that. And it was great all along. Great World Cup, Qatar, uh, put on a great show. I think there was something like 750,000 people, maybe closer to eight, uh, traveled to Qatar to witness these games. Great games along the way. Of course, the USA games were amazing. The victory over Iran, which was, uh, which I watched at a sports, a packed, packed sports establishment here in the Tampa area. And then the Saturday morning game against the Netherlands, where at that same sports establishment in actually St. Petersburg, uh, the crowd there that morning was equal to the crowd there at the same place when Brady and the Bucks won the Super Bowl in Brady's first year. So it was uh, really, really memorable in that regard. And then just uh, as we marched through, you know, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, the knockout round stuff, uh, just riveting, riveting theater throughout. And again, what I really do like about soccer uh, is, you know, the emotion that the players uh, share. You know, Ronaldo walking off the field, crying, sobbing, Portugal lost, uh, that type of thing. And so it's really, really cool to see. And the best thing of all, it's headed across the pond, so to speak. Uh, it will be in America, who is sharing with both Canada and Mexico, the 2026 World Cup four years from now. I remember when the previous one was held in America, I got caught in a traffic jam right near my house, which is right near Gillette Stadium, because the World Cup game was being played in, I think, maybe 94. So I'll never forget, it was the coolest traffic jam ever, uh, with people waving flags and, you know, uh, just so excited to be going to a World Cup game in the Boston area. So, yes, it's, uh, it's going to be big, and there's talk i'm not sure if it's finalized yet but it seems practically uh a fait accompli that fifa is going to expand from 32 to 48 teams uh for, to go along with the first time the three countries have ever shared a world cup so that is going to be really really something special so devote the whole segment to the world cup because it deserved it but still need to get to my low light of the week and my bizarre story of the week, plus the uh, other fabulous NFL games that occurred over the weekend. And we'll do that on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And I spent the previous segment devoted entirely to the World Cup final yesterday morning here in Eastern Time Zone, and... uh, Basically, I spent the entire segment because it deserved the entire segment because it is, in my estimation, the greatest sports event ever played in the world. Uh, It had all the ingredients. I won't go into it again since I spent the previous 15 minutes talking about it. And uh, but because of that, I didn't get to my typical items that uh I discussed in the first segment, which is my low light of the week and my bizarre story of the week. And I have to start with my bizarre story of the week and what was a bizarre week in the NFL, by the way. Uh, This is also very easy, like the World Cup was very easy to be my highlight of the week. Uh, But the bizarre story of the week is obviously the Patriots, of which I am still a season ticket holder and a longtime season ticket holder. Uh, They made Perhaps they made, without a doubt, the worst play, the dumbest play in the history of the team, and quite possibly the dumbest play in the history of the NFL. Uh, nobody who saw it, and a lot of people saw it, can could believe the lateral. I should say the two laterals. Uh, of course, to set the stage, the game was tied. Three seconds to go when the play began, and running back Ramondre Stevenson uh, peeled off a surprisingly long run, but he wasn't going to get to a touchdown, so right near the very end, near the sideline, he lateral to Jacoby Myers, short lateral, just a couple yards away, and then Jacoby Myers started to run backwards away from his the goal line they were trying to get to, which they weren't going to get to. And then uh, he threw 
a pass to midfield towards Mac Jones and Chandler Chandler Jones, former Patriot, former Cardinal, uh, made a great interception, stiff-armed, and basically ran right over Mac Jones and ran 50 or so yards for a touchdown that ended the game. Walk-off touchdown, unlike anything I don't I think we've ever seen. I don't ever recall anything even close to this. Um, and that was that. And it was so stunning and so shocking uh, to see the Patriots, you know, long considered perhaps the, the smartest team in football make what may go down as the dumbest play ever in football history, NFL history. And, uh, and to see them do it, I mean, they invented the term situational football, a term that Bill Belichick referred to in his press conference after the game. And to see them, of all teams, do this was so surprising, shocking, stunning that uh, it will be forever remembered. No doubt about it. There's just no other way to say it. Um, You know, I was at the tuck roll game. It uh, basically occurred literally right in front of me. I was in the 11th row at the goal line. Brady fumbled. Uh, you, you know, well, it wasn't a fumble, as we all know. It was a tuck roll. <laughs> Everybody thought it was a fumble. Trust me on that snowy, snowy night that I'll never forget as long as I live. And uh, and then to have this play just felt like, you know, if that play was a miracle, this was this play yesterday, the failed lateral, for lack of a better word. I'm sure there'll be a a name heard a couple thrown around, but at some point soon there'll be a permanent name attached to this play. It deserves it. And to see that, uh, happen just felt like, you know, it's kind of come full circle, you know, from a dynasty starting with a miracle play like that, the tuck rule and to maybe the dynasty finally kind of ending with an exclamation point, uh, the, the last couple of years have not been really kind to the Patriots. Even when they made the playoffs last year, you know, as we all know, they got torched up in Buffalo on that Saturday night in the playoffs last year where they did not force even one punt uh, from the Bills. So who knows? Time will tell. But it was certainly, uh, y- you know, something to witness. Everybody's talking about it today and everybody's going to be talking about it. For a long, long time, forever, basically. Uh, certainly up in Patriot Nation, no doubt about it. I've been watching some of the Patriot shows uh, this morning and what and last night, and you, you know, they're they're everybody, myself included, is in utter disbelief that it occurred. Uh, but a little further south than uh, than where Patriots play up in New England. Uh, I'm here down in the Tampa area, and that is my low light of the week. Was Brady and the Bucks giving up a 17-0 lead at home in Raymond James Stadium, Ray J, as they call it, right up the road from me. Uh, and then the Bengals scored 34, repeat, 34 unanswered points. Uh, Bucks scored a meaningless touchdown to make it the final score, 34-23. to uh, during the second half meltdown, uh, the Bucks uh, had four straight turnovers, fumbles, interceptions, what have you, uh, which made it pretty easy for the Bengals, who made the Super Bowl last year, as we all know. So a quality team on a roll. I think yesterday was their sixth win in a row. Uh, so they're on a serious roll. And oh, oh, yeah, guess where they're headed next this weekend. Uh, Christmas Eve game in Foxborough against the Patriots. So I don't know that you can say anything other than they're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, it was just people, again, you talk disbelief. You know, at the same time, we're watching the, uh, the, the Patriots failed lateral play. Uh, I'm watching... With the in a sports establishment right near in St. Petersburg near Tampa, 
and people there are, are, are in utter disbelief already as the 34-point run by the Bengals was unfolding before them. So uh, just incredible stuff. Uh, it, it, there's nobody alive that can figure out this year's Bucks team. Fortunately, they're still they're six and eight, and believe it or not, still atop the NFC South, which is uh, <laughs> incredible. So we'll see how the next few games unfold. At some point, you know, this thing is somebody's going to win this thing, but now they're only one game ahead of their other three teams in the NFC South. So it's not in the bag yet for the Bucks to win that division. If they do, they'll host a home game. So they could literally host the Cowboys, who are ten and four at the moment, and the Bucks are, uh, of course, uh, six and eight, as I mentioned. Other walk-offs yesterday in the NFL, there was uh, the Jaguars winning on an interception, uh, walk-off interception, and losing to the Jaguars, and Trevor Lawrence is really starting to show his stuff as uh, being the chosen one not all that long ago. Uh, You can just... Forget about his rookie year under Urban Meyer, and now he's turning into the Trevor Lawrence we expected. The Chiefs, uh, they beat the Texans on a walk-off. A walk-off run by McKinnon, Jared McKinnon, I believe it is, the running back for the Chiefs. Uh, The Lions and the Jets, the Lions continued on their role. They have a real shot to make the playoffs, and I think the entire country is rooting for them to do just that. And uh, and so Jets missed a field goal that would have tied it at the end. And the Lions walked away winners. And that was that. And can't end this second segment without saying hats off to the Minnesota Vikings as they made the biggest comeback in NFL history down 33 points and came back to beat the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, nothing short of incredible uh, just great theater and the Vikings. Uh, if the Bucks are tough to figure out at six and eight, the Vikings are kind of tough to figure out with their glowing record. And, uh, and they actually ended up winning the, their division, the NFC North. So it's, uh, you know, it, it was just incredible to watch. And, uh, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and the gang really uh, just provided great theater on a Saturday afternoon evening. And that led into the Bills-Dolphins game, which was fabulous, highlighted by uh, the snow, the, the lake effect snow finally rolling in in the fourth quarter that created great, great atmosphere, nothing like a snow game. Uh, as I referenced earlier, I was at the snow game, uh, the tuck rule game, and I'll never forget it. And, uh, and the way the game went down, the dolphins really played well, the bills to their credit, uh, did what they needed to do. And they won the game on a field goal and the last play of the game. And so it was just tremendous, tremendous, uh, you know, theater to say the least. And uh, just a great weekend in the NFL, as I've just described, you know, five or six games, all of which in their own way were very memorable, certainly to any fans watching it. Uh, but for me, the Bucks game is the low light. The Patriots failed lateral as the uh, bizarre news item that may be the all-time bizarre news item uh, of the week that I've ever given. <laughs> um Anyway, so now let's take our break. And next up will be our call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. 
Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're in the midst of holiday pursuits this week on The Revolution as we prepare for the most magical time of the year. Joining Jim and Trav will be Santa's navigator, Hal Schaefer, from Drop Zone, plus our roving Christmas catfish correspondent, Cat Daddy, the master reindeer trainer, Brian Tucker, with High Mountain Seasonings, and your favorite hair on the shelf, Mrs. Bunny. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show, and our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, John, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. And thank you, as always, for joining us. And AP, uh, we didn't get last week. Soon after the show, we we were hearing some reports about Mike Leach, uh, the coach of Mississippi State football, and one of the great personalities in all of the game of football, and very notably, a former guest on this very show. Uh, he died of a heart attack, and uh, the the whole football world, myself included, has just been in shock ever since, even though it, it happened about a week ago, uh, again, soon after our show ended last week. And AP, I have lots of memories of Mike Leach, most notably uh, what I said. He was a guest on the show. I met him at a sports conference in Boston. We chatted. I said I did a radio show each week. And AP, he just quickly said, and I said, would you ever like to call in? And he's like, sure. And he just gave me his cell phone number and said, give me a date. Called him, arranged it. He called right in on time and was a terrific guest, as you would expect, for 15 minutes. And so I've always felt a fondness for Mike Leach, AP. And also, he's uh, Mr. Key West. He's right up there with Jimmy Buffett and Ernest Hemingway as... (laughs) Loving his Key West, as right. I'm sure you know. And I was just down in Key right. West recently. So it even struck home a little wow. more knowing that. Uh, but, AP, I want to get your thoughts. He, you know, uh, 
He, of course, was coaching in the Southeastern Conference, which you cover the last couple of years and doing good things with Mississippi State. And again, the sadness is overwhelming and, uh, you know, just across the board. And so I want to get your thoughts because I, I know you uh, are knowledgeable about Mike Leach and college football in general and he specifically. So. It was a shocker, and a week later, it doesn't feel like any less of a shocker. Yes, yeah, it was a shocking moment for everybody. And uh, Mike Leach, he had his air raid system that he tweaked, and he was one of these coaches. That was his system. And, you know, he was not going to one day start running the football or an inordinate amount of time. It was all about the paths and um, having all the receivers in the pattern and go through your progressions and make a quick decisions. And it was up to the receivers to catch the ball and then make some yards after the catch primarily. I mean, they did right. run the seam, seam, seam routes. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's something that he had and he could, he, he uh, relied on that system, John. It's something that, um, you know, one of those coaches, like I said, you noted for that specific offensive system, you know, defensively, you're, uh, he had some pretty good teams as well, but he, I think he ended up oh, beating yeah. 18 teams in the top 10 as an unranked, uh, opponent. Wow. Um, that's, that's really amazing. Um, of course I recall even the, the famous night where when he was out at Texas tech coaching, uh, that they beat, I think it was Texas, but they certainly beat someone that night. Yes. Uh, yeah. to become maybe the number Michael Crabtree was their star receiver. That was the, yes, that was the Texas game. Yeah, and I think it was John uh, uh, ranked opponents. I don't know if it was top ten, it was maybe ranked opponents in the top twenty-five. Yeah, so that's still pretty good though. As an unranked uh, opponent, you even won eighteen. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. If I remember correctly, as a result of that game, they you know Texas Tech was really up high in the rankings maybe even as high as number two yeah. after that game or something like that, yeah, uh, which was. was just unbelievable. Yeah, they were. Okay. So you remember the same game. I remember the name of the quarterback for Texas tech was Graham, something or other, uh, Graham, Har Graham Harrell. Grant. I knew you would know it. AP Graham Harrell. It was a spectacular game. Just one that is for the right. ages that people like you and I remember, and we're not exactly wrapped up in Texas tech lore. shall we say, but there was that type of a game. Right. And then he went up to Pullman, Washington, Coach Washington State, where he did some great things. Of course, down at Mississippi State, which I know you follow very closely as part of the SEC the last couple years. And that program, I think, you know, was more than competitive. And I think you could say on the rise. And, uh, and yeah, so interesting career. Much talked about how he kind of wasn't in the featured locales of college football, but more, uh, bringing teams, you, you know, that weren't in the, the biggest college football cities for lack of a better way of saying it and making them competitive and put the, getting them up on the national stage or taking them further than they had been before. And, and AP, I'm really glad that he got, you know, air raid. You mentioned it right off the bat. It's nice that something he created and invented has a name that will carry on forever. Oh yeah, John, it's used by quite a few college coaches. I'm sure there's some yep. principles that they use in the pros and because you see the pro game, you know, a lot of short passes to the or, you know, horizontally and then vertically they're thrown down the seam. And I'm sure that's some of the air raid offense and principles. Um, he, when you try, when you interviewed him, as you, you know, you did John, I'm sure he was very good on your radio show. Great. Uh, but the, the, but the challenge every week was to entice him and lure him to answer the question with more than just a short break. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, it's just, uh, it's just so sad. What can you say? Young guy, he loved pirates, studying pirates. Uh, he had his law degree. Uh, the whole pirate thing was sort of related to Key West as well, where he's in the perfect spot for a guy that had an interest in pirates. <laughs> and, uh, 
and you know, he, but he could talk about history. Everybody, these are things that came through all last week, especially from right from the moment the news was announced that he had passed away. That he was, you know, one of the smartest guys most people had met, including, you know, from Lane Kiffin to, you know, to Nick Saban and a lot in between and announcers. Just everybody kept bringing up that, you know, that word smart. And he had an innate curiosity, and uh, yeah, just a, just really a, a fascinating guy, and he will be missed, no doubt about it. Yeah, he's one of the characters of college football. The character, a lot of coaches. The word? They're 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 maybe single-minded about just discussing the game of football, and they don't have any. You know, very rare they have some outside interests that they study in depth, which is completely separate and uh, diametrically different than anything that they're uh, in their profession. So, uh, and he, you know, he wrote a book and studied all those other subject matters and was fluent in many other things besides the game of football. So that's what made him unquestionably unique. Exactly right. Well said. Unique would be the word. Uh, and just really a fascinating, fascinating guy. I, you know, you could pick a lot of adjectives, but I think everybody would universally agree that he was truly a fascinating individual, to put it mildly. And rest in peace, Mike Le- Leach. Yes, yes, yeah. He was entertaining, and uh, <laughs> people like to yes. watch his teams play. And you know, he's had the quarterback. He could bring somebody in and say, "Look, I'm going to throw it 50 times," and they. They knew he wasn't, uh, he, he was truthful. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. There was no secret what he was going to do yet. Most people couldn't stop it. Um, well, AP, uh, we have quickly come to the end of our first segment together. We still have a few more things to get to, which we'll do on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on Voice America Variety. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. 
Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is this Saturday, Christmas Eve, Raiders at Steelers at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time. And it is the 50th anniversary, the exact day of the Immaculate Reception. Uh... Franco Harris's number, I believe, is going to be retired. Not not something the Steelers do a lot of, retiring numbers. And AP, I remember exactly where I was. I was a young boy. Those were the days when games were blacked out, including a playoff game like that. (laughs) And I was shooting around. I was shooting basketball at my neighbor's court driveway, I should say. And it all came, and I was listening to it on the radio, and Heard it, went running across the street to my house to watch, and there was like news flashes. Keep in mind, we're talking 1972 here. And suddenly there were news flashes coming across the local western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh channels that we got at my hometown of Altoona. AP, it was awesome. And 50 years this Saturday night. So that that is going to be great theater in Pittsburgh uh, this Saturday night. I love the NFL for scheduling the game that way. Oh, yeah, John. It should be a lot of fun. And, of course, what I remember about it, watching it, was it was the Raiders, of course, and they had a left-handed quarterback from Florida, oh, yes. Alabama. <laughs> and he had... made a long run, about 30, 40 yards, and leaped into the end zone on the left side and put them ahead. And, yep. and uh, the Steelers were behind. And, you know, the rest of the story. Yeah, I remember Kenny Stabler making that play, running into the end zone exactly again. To say it was like yesterday is an understatement. It, for me, it feels like it was 20 minutes ago. <laughs> That's how well I remember that that day. <laughs> yes, I can. Yeah, I can clearly see it. I remember remember watching the game and uh, it was close, low scoring, and and uh, thinking, well, maybe the Raiders are going to win this game on the road. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, we all know the rest of the story. A dynasty was born. Um, and the Raiders-Steelers rivalry was created <laughs> at a level, yeah. frankly, unlike we have seen since, in my estimation. Uh, but AP, you mentioned Kenny Stabler, Alabama. You were just uh, listening, uh, just attending, covering an Alabama news conference within the hour, correct? Yes, yes, they had uh, t- t- two uh, captains, with Bryce Young, the quarterback, uh, 2021 has a terrific winner, and Will Anderson Jr., he's uh, edge rusher for Alabama, winning all these awards this year, uh, Ben Eric and a host of others, and is an All-American, and they opted to play in the in the uh, bowl game against Kansas State, the Sugar Bowl, and they just were discussing the reasons, and of course, they're team leaders, and they just thought it'd be strange to be watching the game on television as the permanent captains and not be with their team. They're highly competitive. They want to set a standard at Alabama. There's nobody who opted out. I mean, they have the 13 players in the transfer portal, but nobody has opted out. And so it's a culture that they're trying to promote and extend. So that was some of the reasons that they wanted to be part of that Sugar Bowl game against Kansas State. And that's been the first time that Alabama and Kansas State ever played. I'm not sure Kansas State ever played in that Sugar Bowl. So I know there's going to be a lot of purple in New Orleans for sure. No doubt about it, AP. Uh, I did not know that. I'm guessing many of our viewers didn't either. That's really cool that they're opting in <laughs> to introduce a phrase we haven't been hearing a lot of. Uh, <laughs> not we hear too all much. about the opt-outs, <laughs> but we don't hear about the opt-ins. 
So two right. just huge names, two of the best players in all of college football, needless to say. So that is really cool. Uh, I'd say that gives the whole bowl game structure, uh, you know, more credibility finally because it's, it's, shall we say, been in question a bit, uh, especially with the CFP expansion coming up. Uh, but so that, that I'm sure the, the, all the bowl representatives are very happy to see two household names uh, opt in and will be playing in that game. Yeah, John, it's an 11 o'clock start, um, which is different for the Sugar Bowl. It's, I mean, it's been played during the daytime through the years, but most of the time it's at night. So Correct. It's something different to be, be like one of the first games of the day. That is really fascinating, and I uh, did not know that either. So I will uh, block off the morning uh, on the day of that game for sure. And, uh, and when is it? Is it New Year's Day? That is the uh, same day as the college football playoff semifinals, the 31st of December. New Year's Eve, 11 a.m. So right. not, that, that's why it's not in the evening. Uh, so, okay. Well, that's going to be a fun day, fun night. And, uh, you know, yeah. thanks for the heads up on that because I, I, I want to tune into yeah, that. Some, That'll be yeah. a good one. Yes. Yeah, oh, we got some good games that day. Oh, yes. Yes. No doubt about it. And, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be a banner day, New Year's Eve. Wow. Um, start off 11 with Alabama and end it with the college football playoff semis. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a nice day of foot, college football. You see a lot of talent on the field. Oh, no um, that, doubt about that it. That particular day. Yeah. And, oh, uh, I, you know, Kansas State, you know, they, you know, Deuce Fallen, the running back, he's always good for 100 yards and. Adrian Martinez, you know, played at Nebraska, had over 9,000 yards of being passing before he transferred to Alabama. Must have had 1,000, 2,000 yards rushing, something like that. So maybe he's going to be healthy. Or Will Howard, he took over for Adrian Martinez and won the Big 12 championship against TCU, who's one of the right. four participants in the college football playoffs. So there's some good players in that, that game. And then we'll see uh, Michigan versus TCU in the Fiesta Bowl that afternoon, uh, 3 o'clock Central, and the 7 o'clock p.m. Central game is uh, Ohio State travels to Atlanta, Georgia to play University of Georgia, and that'll be Georgia's third game in that dome this year, John. Wow. That is, yeah, it's time to start getting excited. You know, a couple of old games have been on, a whole lot more coming, and uh, and you just whetted our appetite even more. And AP, hard to believe we're at the end of the show. I want to thank you for calling in. I know it's been a busy day for you, but... Uh, but you were certainly able to give us some timely information and we appreciate it. And, uh, thanks again for calling in during what I know is a busy day and a busy season. Yeah. Thank you so much, John, and happy holidays to you and your family and all the audience members. And happy holidays to you as well, AP. And thank, we appreciate your perspective as always. And as always, thank you all for listening to all around sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend and we'll talk sports again next week.